Hello and welcome to Now Here's a Thing, the latest laid-back podcast crafted by me, Tracy Jones, and me, Heather Noble. Did you go trick-or-treating last night? I didn't, but my little niece did, and... There was a place in Wilmslow that they went to. Oh, my goodness. You know how people decorate their house for Christmas? They've decorated the whole of the... Not my family, this person. The whole of their house for Halloween with all sorts of moving things. And then to one side, they've set up this sort of... Like a counter with bars on it. And there was a guy sat inside or somebody sat inside dressed as a clown... And the kids went up to the counter and the clown gave them trick-or-treat. That's creepy. It was quite scary. There was a man and then there was a man stood with a mask on with a knife in his hand. My little niece just went and looked at him. And her mum said, are you scared? She said, no, it's just a man in a mask. But... (laughs) That man went home and cried. Probably, yeah. He probably thought he was scary. But actually... um, I'm glad that you asked me that because here's the thing. I started thinking about superstitions and, you know, all of those types of things. So I thought that's what I'd have a little look at today. Uh, where do you stand on superstitions? Um, oh, I don't know. I'm, I see a magpie and I, I'm always quite keen to see a second. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm not fanatical about them but but they do make sort of on the fence with a superstition on the fence so I mean I'm similar but they as I started to think about it I realised that they've really they're really entrenched in my brain there are certain things that happen like not walking under a ladder yeah the magpie thing um Friday the 13th um, seven years bad luck if you break a mirror. Um, putting an umbrella up indoors. Yeah, shoes on the table. Shoes on the table. Um, being pooped on by a bird is, is supposed to be good luck. Mm. Um, and even things like... Um, so my mum used to say that if you gave some... Or was it my gran? If you gave somebody a purse... You should give them it with a coin yeah. in. Yeah, my nan always used to do that. My aunt always yes. had a coin in the purse, yeah. Four-leaf clovers, crossing on the stairs. Salt over the shoulder. Salt over the shoulder. Um, and I don't, re- I don't think of myself as superstitious, but, um, but it's just part and parcel of, of the world that... I live in, but I don't know if young the younger generation will still... Yeah, because I haven't passed my superstitions on to my kids, I don't think. But I, I do remember them very much from my childhood. Yeah, that's, that's a strange one. Have they been passed down to the younger generation? Are superstitions going to die out? Well, or will they have different ones? Well, yeah, this is... And and also then, thinking about... So, the putting new shoes on the table. It's like, where does that come from? So, apparently, I did a bit of research. So, apparently, that one is because 
Families of dead miners would leave their boots on the table as a tribute. Another school of thought is that um, shoes on the table um, is is connected with um, convicts hanging from a hangman's noose as the scraping of their boots on the wood platform is like God. a table. Oh, God. Jolly, aren't they? Um, but um, also if it could, it can bring bad luck to a marriage or storms and can cause stuttering in actors. So these are all quite specific, aren't they? Very specific. Oh, you're not saying Macbeth? If yeah. you're an actor, oh, yeah. of actors. Yes, yeah. Um, the Scottish play. The Scottish play, yeah. Um, not... Yeah, not saying good luck, saying break good a leg. leg yeah. um, four-leaf clovers. Um, it's uh, it's not based on religion or folklore. It's because finding a four-leaf clover is so rare that if you do find one, it really is down to luck. I think that that was a game made up by parents in the long summer holidays, <laughs> saying to their kids, go and find a lucky four-leaf clover. Yeah. And kept, kept yeah, come back in four hours. Yeah. What about the crossing on the stairs? Yes, I've heard of it. It's not something I've ever been bothered about, but conscious of other people. Yeah. Yeah, so, so I, I wouldn't force myself onto the stairs if somebody else was. I'm looking a little like, ooh. Yeah. You're not coming down. Yeah, don't, yes, because it's bad luck. But of course, actually, it's, um, it's common sense. Because before banisters existed, if you crossed on the stairs, the one who was on the open side might easily fall off. Well, that's uh, a very good <laughs> good life-preserving tip, yes. So, after looking what at... about magpies? Uh, the magpie one. Uh, where are we? I just saw it. Hang on. A salute. So, people salute to magpies, don't they? Mm-hmm. Um, for centuries, it's believed that magpies bring an ill wind which breeds the superstition that if you see a single magpie, you must salute it and ask how its wife is. Of course, more than one magpie invokes the rhyme, one for sorry, two for joy, three for a girl, etc. Um, but where the idea that a magpie brings an ill wind came along, I, I, I don't really know. Um, uh, let's have a look. Again, the, um, the bad luck... <laughs> Bad luck walking under ladders, to me, has always been a bit weird. Um, it's saying that the triangle shape formed when a ladder is leant against a wall is not dangerous. It invokes the Holy Trinity. Um, therefore, to walk through the triangle is believed to be unholy. However, if if you walk under a ladder accidentally, you don't need to worry. You can just walk back under the ladder, praying at the same time, and you'll reverse the bad luck. I always thought it was because, like, stuff falling on you falling on you yeah but then if you didn't very often a ladder will be on a pavement so say you walk around the ladder and then you get run over so yeah so it's all a bit weird but it led me on to then you know these rabbit holes that we go down old wives tales okay so what's the difference between an old wives tale and, and a superstition well a lot of old wives tales are just passed down by mums and i think this might go back to the whole go and find a four-leaf cl- four leaf clover. Um, like swimming after eating will give you debilitating cramps. Um, Don't hold your face like that. Yeah, the wind, yeah. Chewing gum stays in your stomach for seven years. Yeah. Um, human urine heals jellyfish stings. 
Mm. It won't make it better. Uh, it when might I distract you. Somebody's peeing on you. Yeah, face. exactly. Yeah, change your change your focus. Uh, coffee stunts your growth. Oh yeah, I didn't. I haven't heard of that one. Um, most people start drinking it after they finish growing because coffee doesn't actually taste very nice to to young kids. This one, I remember this one. The first time I found a grey hair in my head, it was at the front, and I plucked it out, and I phoned my mum, and I said, Mum, I've just plucked a grey hair out of my head. She went, oh, no, because two more will grow back in its place. <laughs> yes, I've heard that. Well, she was right. How many have you got now? Loads. <laughs> Loads. <laughs> Sitting too close to the TV ruins your eyes. God, they used to say that to my brother all the time. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's just temporary eye strain. Um, I've never heard this one. Cats suck baby's breath. Oh, God, there's a real distant memory there that's taken on about cats taking a baby's breath. Yes. Came, apparently it comes from a 300-year-old case in which a child was supposedly strangled to death by a cat. Today, we know the baby more lightly passed from sudden infant death syndrome. Uh, but uh, monitor pets around yeah, babies. But I remember um, when I was younger, my younger cousin, and they put the, he always put pushed her outside, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. With a net on. Stop the cats getting on. Yeah. Yeah. So again, but, it's this, it's just... But I, but I reckon if you said half of these things well, weird to your kids, put your pram outside to get some air. It was a thing. Put your baby in the pram outside. Well, blimey! When they had um, when people had pneumonia, they used to have open sided wards. Yes. Yeah. So fresh. I mean, they say get fresh air; it's good for you. So maybe it, maybe it's. But not cats, because they strangle you. But not cats. Or, you know, people who steal kids. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, so Halloween was a lovely in to um, the things that I've been thinking about this week. But I wonder whether it would be worth, you know, like, you could literally do a little quiz with kids. What, if I said this to you, what would you think? If I put, is it okay to put an umbrella off indoors? They just go, why would you want to? But it's not. Knock the ornaments off the shelves. Yeah. 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 Mm. I I think we need to do a little quiz. Yeah. Yeah. Get on it then. (sighs) Have a party on Friday. There'll be a lot of kids there. Go round. (laughs) That weird woman who was asking us about... Weird questions, yes. Yeah. Mm. Fact fact or fiction? (laughs) Putting shoes on the table causes bad luck. And you'll see that everybody's avoiding you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I was inspired by Halloween as well. Oh, strangely enough, um, and Ooh, witches. I say, oh, excuse me, somebody's at my front door. It's not a witch. I'll just put the how unprofessional of me. Um, do you know what? I've, I haven't got I haven't got my head around the whole ringing doorbell thing. Apart from the fact we haven't got a doorbell, we've got a door knocker, but. People all over the place are just talking to people who are stood at their doorstep, yeah. delivering a parcel, saying, can you put it behind the, whatever, coal bunker? Yeah. It's not, part of, my, just not part of my world. Get well, I'm it. saying coal bunker for a start. 
<laughs> I hadn't. I haven't even caught on with that one. Okay, so I saw a post on uh, Facebook that really made me think, um, and I then did go down a rabbit hole. So I'll start where I started, and we'll finish up where we finish Ooh. up, won't we? So this was a post. Um, somebody had shared um, an article. It just says, author unknown. But it's talking about where the ugliness of witches comes from. Because we think of a witch as having a misshapen face with stringy hair and gnarled, knobbly fingers, toothless mouth. Yeah? Are you describing me? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm the one who's just had a tooth taken out, so there we go. Bent and twisted torso that lurches about on wobbly legs. Yeah? yeah? And big nose. Yeah. So what what this little... And I'm I'm only going to summarise it, but if you look on... um, on Facebook or any social media, I'm sure you'll find the article um, talking about the ugliness of witches. And it's saying that this is the image that people have got, but consider that most of the women, and men as well, who were um, arrested for um, being a witch were taken away at night and put into dungeons and prisons and then tortured. So by the time they came out to be tried... They probably were twisted, disfigured, had their hair ripped out, had their fingers broken, all you know, all sorts of horrible mm. things. They're not going to be looking their best, are In they? pain, gripping, you know, mm. probably making funny no- noises, broken teeth, uh, and all dishevelled. So actually, the public would then get that idea that that's what a witch looks like. Mm. And, uh, well, and, they probably... and so lives on the mythology. They'd probably be... But then there are people who are self-confessed witches. Did they exist back in the day? Well, you see, that's the rabbit hole I went down. I went down the rabbit hole so deep. Oh, I listened to a podcast and then I did a little bit more search. So the podcast and I bought a book. Oh, so there this, we go. Is, this is quite this a is, big rabbit hole. Yeah, it's yeah. a huge, great stonking yes. rabbit. Yeah. So I listened to another podcast, Betwixt the Sheets, can recommend it. It is very much an adult podcast. She does give a fair do's warning at the beginning, saying they're talking about adulty things, but mainly sex, but this one wasn't. Um, the History of the Witch. And she, there was a guest um, called Ronald Hutton, and he's written a book... Um, called and I can't find it but Ronald Hutton's written a book and I've ordered it anyway it's about history of witches and he was talking about uh, witches and and I think as everybody thinks that witches started around that witch hunt period with James I whatever and Salem trials and all that but in this book he talks about uh, the histories coming from much much further back from the ancient world Okay. And the, and the mythology around uh, witchcraft is, is so much older than when that, we that think period. Of... Yeah, in the early modern Europe, where you know we we did uh, all the trials and some dreadful mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. So obviously, the European witch trials and the Salem witch trials and everything really stick in our mind. There's lots of stories around it. He talks about that. But he talks about Anglo-American history and paganism and um, Africa, Middle East, South Asia, Australia, North and South America, right 
right way back to pagan times where there was still some idea of a witch and there were cultural differences in what made up a witch so somebody that does magic for ill yes so that's the idea right not a somebody who does magic would be a wise woman or a healer or something like that yeah okay yeah um but what i really thought was interesting is that the cultural differences between them shaped the idea of what a witch was so i think um finland he was saying most of the witches were men right because it's based on their own folk religion and that there were a lot of male witches as well but it depends on what whatever society has deemed is you know they, they can make magic and obviously a lot of the problem in um in this um 16th and 17th centuries come from religion really it was absolutely fascinating so i would recommend you have a look at, at least have a listen to the podcast history of the witch or, or even read his book ronald hutton but witches have been around for so much longer the 16th and 17th century. So at what point did they come into fiction? Because there's often a wicked witch, isn't there? You know, when... So, well, they're in fairy tales. Mm. So I went to another article. So uh, a lady called Susanna Lipscomb, I have heard of a few times. She's got an article called Witches and Witchcraft, A Brief History, which is quite useful, on a website called History Extra. And she says, yeah, fairy tales, fantasy, satire, uh, they're a cinnamon, synonym, synonym for evil and for transgression. Mm. So and we only know what's been written down, don't we? Mm. So it's quite difficult to know what went before that, you know. But at some point, they've been written into everything, which yeah. has been there. Because sometimes the idea of somebody being a witch is, you know, that they're actually all-knowing you know they know stuff so it might just be that they're very clever yeah and they recognize stuff they you know they've got tinctures and so they appear to be changing things mm. but i suppose it goes back and to is, is it for the good but there is a link as well to to your subject your thing mm. because a lot of the hysteria around witches is is like superstition isn't mm. it mm. so if a crop fails who are you gonna blame yeah you blame that the witch old woman up, yeah. the ro- up the lane she's the witch tearful to all that shaman or, or yeah. that shepherds apparently as well were were considered that they could do witchcraft. Right. Yeah, so little groups of yeah. different types of people around the world being held responsible. And interestingly, you know, what I was saying about the 16th and 17th century in Europe, it was led by religion. This uh, this guy in the podcast was saying that um, prior to that, the church, the Pope had actually said, please stop persecuting witches. Okay. This these yeah. things that are happening are an act of God, not witches. Okay. So it was churches were were actually trying to downplay the power of the witch at that point. Right. But then later on, they they, they changed the story a little bit. Uh, there was a, a part of the story which fascinated me. Uh, he said that at some point the church said, "No, witches were sent as a trial." Oh, right. To 
yeah, by the devil or so the devil's right. work. And, uh, but it's a trial and, and God has set this up. Right, well, okay, it's all, but I suppose just thinking about witches, so then we have witch doctors, don't we? Again, that's for a different culture, isn't it? So, again, witch doctors. But they're considered to be, they're considered to be a force for good. You would go, you'd fear them, but you could go to them and they would banish you of demons or whatever, cure things or whatever. So, but uh, in its purest sense, I wonder what the word witch actually means. You know, now it will have a definition because it's... But why would... Just like any words, you know, what, what's the etymology of the word witch? Well, I don't know. I feel like I need to Google it now. Cue me having to edit uh, the podcast... So according to Wikipedia, which is not necessarily correct, um, which comes from the old English Wicca, masculine warlock, um, superstition for a practitioner of witchcraft, um, traditionally associated with malevolent magic. Mm. Those accused of witchcraft being the target of witch hunts. Um, but now a witch can simply refer to an alluring woman capable of bewitching others. Well, that's a bit lame. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's just attractive women, isn't it? <laughs> oh, you witch. Uh, yes, yeah, so I think the actual word witch here, they're, they're putting back to the Germanic... Um, yeah, rather than... Do you remember a programme which you've been talking? I uh, remember a programme. Do you remember Lizzie Dripping? Oh, Lizzie Dripping. I think, they, I think she was a witch. Yeah, I'm going to be. I'm going to Google that now because... Uh, so do you know how many people were um, uh, accused of witchcraft and how many were executed? I've got some numbers here from Susanna Lipscomb. Between... 1482 and 1782, a hundred people across Europe were accused of witchcraft, and forty to fifty thousand were executed. Blimey, that would be quite a large proportion of the population in those days. Seventy to eighty percent of people accused of witchcraft were female, between thirty twenty to thirty percent were male. Male witches outnumbered women seven to three in Moscow. Talking about cultural differences. And in Normandy, three to one, male to female. But because women were believed to be morally and spiritually weaker than men, they were thought to be particularly vulnerable to diabolic persuasion. That's in the words of Susanna Lipscomb. Are you particularly vulnerable to diabolic persuasion, Heather? think so just another drink Heather just well yeah that's not, there's nothing diabolical about that though that's just like makes common sense most of those accused were poor and elderly many were widows and menopausal and postmenopausal women are disproportionately <laughs> represented amongst them <laughs> that's just hormones isn't it I will kill you <laughs> not taking any shit I've Googled Lizzie Dripping. Go on. It was, um, it was a TV series from 1973 to 75. 
You know, when you remember something and it makes you feel a certain way. Um, but she basically, she had an imaginary witch that only she could see. And um, and the girl, Lizzie Dripping, isn't sure whether the witch is real or not. And I remember that. So I would have been eight. No, nine. I remember. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to Google it and watch it again. Um, it's available on Amazon. Because I remember the face and the teeth of the witch. I don't. Lizzie Tripling and the Leek Knobblers. Okay, so can you name some TV and film witches? Um, the one in Bewitched. <laughs> so, let's start at the top. Hocus Pocus, do you remember the name of those three? No. The Sanderson Sisters. There we've got The Wizard of Oz. The Wicked Witch of the West and the White Witch. And the Wicked Witch of the East. So the, the Wicked Witch's beautiful rival is actually called Glinda. Oh, with the red... Yeah, the nice witch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how how about the one from Ariel? Oh, I don't know. Ursula? Grot bags. Grot bags. Now, that won't be on here. These seem to be looking at all of the uh, American ones. Here's one you won't know, because you, you don't do um, Marvel, do you? No. Scarlet Witch. Oh. No. Is she a red witch? Yeah, she's from Marvel Comics, yeah. Yeah. Who's the one with the nose? Used to wiggle her nose. That's Bewitched. In, that is in Bewitched, yes. yes. What's yeah. her name? Berlinda. Samantha. Samantha. And then what's the How one? How many times did you try and wiggle your nose? Yeah, quite a few. I remember that programme being a real disappointment to me because I, cons- I would swear that I saw a trailer for it on the TV and I thought it was going to be really, really good. Like, with witches in it, bewitched. And then when it came on, it was just his family where the, the woman was a witch. Yeah. It, it was, it's... I used to love the witch. Always been a disappointment. Oh, here's one I hadn't thought of. Hermione Granger. Yeah. Again, not, Professor McGonagall. Not my, not my thing. Sabrina, the teenage witch. I think we've done witches now. I think, I think that's all <laughs> witches done, yeah. Any famous witches that I missed out on? Please apologise. But yeah, I, I enjoyed going down the rabbit hole with witches. I don't feel that I've shared the full depths of these people's work. So please do go and have a look at Susanna Lipscomb and also have a look at our friend Ronald Hutton because they tell it so much better than me. <laughs> Now Here's a Thing is a Jones and Noble production brought to you every week. Well, maybe not every week, Heather. <laughs> Recorded with an iPhone, a microphone and lots of hot air. 